Of that dirty water Boston to my home Hello and welcome to another Team Profile and Projection for your 2024 season, we are talking about the Boston Red Sox today, who you guys voted as the 22nd best team in Major League Baseball. Last year, they finished last in the AL East. They won 78 games. They missed the playoffs. They had a 39-42 and 42 record at home and a 39-42 and 42 record on the road. So they were consistent there. They were last in runs scored per game. Was that say last? Oh, last thirty. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have read that. Jake, how you doing? Jim, they added tall and tan and young and throwing Lucas Giolito. He's lovely. The big fella enters the rotation. Cooper Criswell will throw some innings for them. Some interesting trade ads. Tyler O'Neill. Haven't seen us in the same room. Can he put it together uh, in the bean? And how about Vaughn Grisham finally getting the opportunity that we've been waiting for with the Boston Red Sox? A uh, couple other interesting minor league. Michael Fulmer, Licky could see them throwing some innings for them. Who they lost? Justin Turner. Red turn two. He was good for them. James Paxton, the big maple. Chris Sales out. Verdugo's out. Urias obviously was always a mariner. Couple other arms and bodies here and there. Adam Duvall was good for them. Corey Kluber retired. We love you, Klubot. Trev, if there's one thing that's going to happen in Fenway Pack, the boys are going to hit, right? They got a lineup that I like. Um, I think there is a nice mixture of veterans and young guys, and um, I think they're going to have to figure out what they do at the top of this lineup. Right now, we got uh, Jaron Duran there. You know, in the leadoff role, Rafael Devers probably going to hit second. And then where do you put Tristan Casas? Do you stack three lefties in a row or do you slide Trevor Story in there and hope for that bounce back season? So those are going to be your top four. You mentioned Tyler O'Neill, uh, Masataka Yoshida started the year off well, really disappointing end to the season. Uh, so I'm, I guess, a bounce back season. They're looking for from him as well. Uh, Will you Abreu in right field? Uh, Von Grissom, new guy. He'll be manning second base with Connor Wong, uh, the main part of the Mookie Betts trade. Um, uh, having catching duties, excuse me. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck on the bench. Reese McGuire, another catcher. Rob Resnider. Pablo Reyes, you know, played a little shortstop, a little second base last year. They kind of round out the bench. But it's a group that I like and a group that I think has a lot of promise. James, what about that rotation? Rotation's interesting. You got Lucas Giolito, as Jake said. You got Brian Bayo, mm. Nick Pavetta, Cutter Crawford, and Tanner Houck. And then you always got Garrett Whitlock, Jake said Cooper Criswell, uh, Kenley Jansen closing, Chris Martin as the setup man. Those are nice names. Josh, Josh Winkowski. Um, Brennan Bernadette. Bernardino. Brennan Bernardino. Yeah, I'm John Schreiber. Oh, Craig Weissert, our old friend. Hello. I don't know. They lost a lot of guys. This team, this team lost, and I don't think they replenished more than they lost. Jim, I'll, I'll jump in there on that. I was a little surprised when I looked at the who they lost list. Like, Justin Turner, 
um, you know, one of the more stable just bats to have in a lineup um, that you can have. And he was he was good last year. For Dugo, I know there was some off-the-field problems with him. Um, and he I think he limped to the finish line last year. But that's, you know, played some solid defense last year and is a good contact bat for you. Paxton gave them 19 starts. Sale gave them 20. Um, that Yeah, I guess I, I was a little surprised looking at the who they lost list. And I was like, oh. You didn't even mention Duvall, who played the back half of it and had a uh, 834 OPS. Yeah, he was. He kind of had an undefeated April like the Rays for a little bit, too, there. Um, that, yeah, uh, you know, the big fella coming in. I actually like what they did with Tyler O'Neill and Von Grish. And we talked about those trades uh, a little bit. And it's like, hey, take a shot on Tyler O'Neill. Why not? If that guy clicks for you, that could be crazy value there defensively and offensively. Vaughn Grisham, like, Braves fans were making me laugh. They're like, well, yeah, dude, he's probably, he can hit, but he's probably only going to play second base. And it's like, you guys are spoiled. <laughs> like, get out of here, Braves fan. That's a great grab for the Red Sox. Uh, for me, it starts with Lucas Giolito. I think he's going to start the season as their one. Chris Sale's out. He's been there for a couple moons now. Uh, and Giolito was their big free agent signing literally and figuratively. He's so Boston hot. Uh, Trev, you might not understand that. Height plays in Boston. I used to visit a lot. Didn't go well for me. Gave up the most homers in baseball last year. That's no bueno. He did throw his most innings, and he's been throwing innings. So I, I almost need him to go on, like, the Snell diet. Like, hey, man, you know, don't be afraid to bounce a couple up there and maybe you get a couple more swings and misses because we can't be giving up those homers, uh, especially now his home games are going to be at Fenway Park. The numbers were really, really nice with the White Sox last year, and then he kind of came this weird pitching vagabond that hopefully you put that in your rear view and you can put it together and at, for me, it's just, are we going to be talking about Lucas Giolito's trade value all year, or are the Boston Red Sox going to do enough to make a push for the finish line in the East, which, what's that look like for any team in the AL East? Who do you think is more Boston hot, Giolito or Sale? Giolito. Because oh, in Giolito. some parts of hot. Boston, no, I don't think Sale is like anywhere Sale's hot. Jacksonville hot. Yeah, but some yeah, parts like of Boston, deep Florida, Ocala hot. Central, like where where yeah. Dennis Lehane writes his his novels, it's Chris Sale's yeah. kind of like height, on, height plays anywhere. By the way, like not Giolito's just too pretty. Okay, I don't have the height, guys. I get around. I'm like a normal guy. Go to around go to Spain. my friends. Go to Spain. I need to go to Europe, exactly. Except for Amsterdam, I walked around that airport, bunch of behemoths. No, I didn't yeah, like anywhere. That. Oh, that was weird. That's too close to Scandinavia. They're giants. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Kike not playing shortstops should help them. He was awful good. last year. Story might not He's still be looking the best, for a job, isn't he? But he uh, he really hurt them defensively uh, at shortstop last year. So that is a plus that he's not playing shortstop there. I like that, Jim. Yeah. Um, so did Casas at first, though. Endeavors at third. And Yoshida and left. They were a bad defensive team last year. Per I, I think, the numbers I'm looking at. I think the the middle of that uh, infield could help out with that. I think Von Grissom could end up being a very serviceable, maybe even above average defender at second base. Um, I think Trevor Story being healthy. He was fine at, at shortstop last year when healthy. Like, let's get this guy back to just feeling good about showing up to the park every single day. And I guess we'll we'll start with that. Like, what... I think that's obviously one of the biggest things that the Red Sox have to find out is, are we ever going to get the Trevor story that we paid for? Now, 
you know, his first year in Boston, he's got like left heel stuff, right hand stuff. Then he has TJ. So it's like we haven't seen a healthy Trevor story yet. And this year had the fine offseason, regular offseason. He's coming back into it and they need him to go because like I mentioned, they want him like middle top of that lineup. Like he's going to need to be a run producer for them and also play a great um, shortstop for them to be able to go at all. And that's the thing about this team is we have the Netflix special coming out. And so a lot of Boston Red Sox fans are like, dude, why this year? Like, why are we doing this? Like, we haven't given us a ton of hope in what you've done over the offseason. But I think that could go great. This could either be like one of those Boston Red Sox teams where like, what? They're not supposed to be here, but they rally around each other and they do well. And that's a great story for the Netflix special. Or this could be an utter disaster. And we're talking Kenley Jansen is out the door. We're talking, yeah, maybe they do sign and trade Lucas right away. Like, there are a lot of things that could happen. Um, so I think this this season is very much up in the air for me. But a lot of it has to do with, yeah, what's Tyler O'Neill and what are Trevor Story going to do? And can Yoshida, do you guys know what he had, what his OPS was, his last 200 plate appearances last year? Not good. 592. So look, he had initial success. He came out swinging. Uh, the league makes an adjustment, just like they do with every single hitter. Now, what can he do? So, like, they have these question marks. But if you if you get a healthy Trevor Story, and then you get Tyler O'Neill to kind of like find his form again, you know, new face, new space. Let's do it, baby. Mm. Yoshida make to make adjustments. You got some young guys there. Tristan Costas is a freaking baller, dude. Like, they have enough. Devers is a freaking baller. They have enough in this lineup to really go, to really, really go. There are still a lot of ifs, though. A lot of ifs, but. If I had to choose whether Trevor Story and these guys are going to bounce back, I would say yes. I'm optimistic about it. Now, Trev, I'm going to correct you something on on something, but it's not really a correction because it was a figure of speech what you said. You said he came out swanging when talking about Yoshida okay. because he was hitting really well, but it's actually the exact opposite. The first he half, he more. was super patient and like really working counts. He had a uh, chase and miss uh, percent at 23%. So he, ch- he chased a pitch outside and he missed it. Uh, and that was in April. And September is 38%. So pitchers really started walking the dog out of the zone and uh, letting him wave at it towards the end. So You're he's right. got to correct that. So walks or strikeouts in his last 200 plate appearances, six walks, 38 strikeouts. That's not who he is as a hitter. He got out of he got out of sorts, dude. The game the game sped up on him. It's it happens. But I think he can make an adjustment. The righties in the lineup are making me nervous because I I obviously love Devers. He's one of the best pure hitters in baseball. Casas like broke out like it happened, and that dude is a beast, and he he's a fun at bat to watch, man. Because if he puts the barrel on it, it's gonna go four hundred. Um, and you know I. You know, what's Duran going to be? He kind of breaks out last year. Like, I believe in Duran and Yoshida to some degree. It's what degree? But those right-handed hitters, like Tyler O'Neal, he's got the one year that is clearly an outlier currently on his baseball reference page. After this year, I hope it's not. But that one year, the 21 season, that's a clear outlier. Uh, For me, Trevor Story, it's, it's finding it. Um, I want him to like dude dude was friendly to us early on he's a guy I wanted the Yankees to go get out in free agency uh, and he's had some bad luck and some poor production on the way that you know I need 
kind of both of those guys to step up as the right-handed bats in the lineup. Uh, and right now, it's hard for me to believe that with the outlier of I don't love the pitching and the division is just brutal. Like, if you're if you're going to sell me Red Sox, you need to upsell me over the Yankees, who, okay, whatever. They, were, they finished next to him last year. They added Juan Soto uh, and a couple other pieces. Orioles, you, you kind of know where I am on them. I think they're off and running. The Rays just win games every year, and the Blue Jays, you know, pencil them for 88 to 92 themselves. So I... I just don't know with all the question marks that we're talking about in teams with this range, like for them, for everything that was almost exciting for the Tigers in their division, it's the opposite for the Red Sox. Cause I, what, what can, what can you believe in? Yoshida's really good in the rain. Okay. Oh my weather splits. I, are if the you want to okay. believe in something, you had a 500 batting average when it was raining, uh, seven hits, one walk. So if you're looking for something to believe in, he's good in the rain. One of the best. Okay. You know, Luis Arise. I hate awesome in the, in the rain. rain. You did? I have a question, I think, for Red Sox fans. We kind of went over this before the show, uh, but you're trying to round out your rotation here. You got Giolito. Uh, Bayo's going to be the opening day starter. And then you got Giolito. Pavetta, who's bounced back and forth from the bullpen, but like just stick him in the rotation. Full pension pivs there. Cutter Crawford. Then the end of your rotation, you're deciding between uh, Cooper Criswell and then Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock. Those are the two I want to focus on. Like, what are they as pitchers? Like, they both had success in the bullpen, not so much as starters, but you want to build both of them up as starters. One of them's going to get the job. The other one's going to go in the bullpen, possibly to be your closer because you might trade Kenley Jansen. Like, where are we at with those guys? What are we telling them, and why are we doing this to them? Can't we just pick one? Like, if it was me, i put these guys in the bullpen. Put them in the bullpen, just go out and have an excellent back end, and then try to find some starts somewhere else via trade, uh, whether you have somebody in the farm system you think you could bring up. But, like, telling these guys they're, they're both starters in spring training, but actually only one of you is going to be a starter during the season. The other one's going to go back to the bullpen. That is, to me is just trying too much with these guys. Like, let their natural stuff work in a position where they could be advantageous. Like, that is... I feel like you're setting the guys up for failure. Or or mediocrity, I think, is a better way to put it. I think you're setting them up to be, like, kind of good starters and kind of good relievers. Like, just pick one. And in my, in my thought process, put them in the bullpen. Let these guys shine. But right now, what they're doing with them is... is strange. And I don't know if there's a reason. If there is, tell us. You know, you know your team better than, than than we do. But it seems like this has been going on with those two for a couple of years now. My guess, when any team does that, is they just half believe, half believe. But I believe their numbers in the bullpen have both been good. That's why they want them to be starters. But so they, they're like you can do it, but you, they're like, yeah, they're not pot committed. That's uh. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Kenley Jansen and Chris Martin on the back of the bullpen, you're like, okay. Um, I, and then all the guys you just mentioned, I think if they were in the bullpen, we'd be like, fire me up. But instead, they're kind of trying to still hope one of them clicks as a starter. They're thinning out their bullpen. Pavetta's numbers, he, he's a lot better in the bullpen too. That yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I do... Brian Bayo, who's been a popular topic on this podcast before. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the final numbers didn't end up great. He keeps the ball on the ground. 
Fenway Park, that's a really good place to do that. You know, don't be surprised if he does take another step. That being said, like, there's a little Cutter Crawford, Brian Bayo effect here that's reminded me of Matt McClain um, and uh, Ellie De La Cruz. Like, Cutter Crawford had a really nice year last year, and I was actually kind of shocked when I dove into the numbers because I think I get distracted by his name. Like, if I'm just being 100%. I say, I say Cutter Crawford, and I get distracted. Cutter Crawford had a really nice year last year, uh, and if he can build on that, he can actually be kind of like a staple in the rotation going forward. Um, so I, I hope he does. Because um, he there's some ways you can chop up his numbers last year that he, I don't know, had, a, had like an elite season. That ERA can, can get hurt at Fenway. Yeah, I think he has a couple outlier games too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just have to share this with you guys because it's awesome. I just, you know, earlier in this show, this very program, I let you know that Yoshida was really good in the rain. Uh, I looked up his hometown. It is the hometown of... Yes. Um, rain. Fukui. Fukui. Uh, Fukui, Japan, gets about, on average, 170 days of rain a year. And there's a saying in Fukui, don't forget to bring an umbrella, even if you forget to bring your lunch. So, sometimes... You know, things work out. That dude was I mean, born in the, the rain. Right there. I mean, he's <laughs> born in the rain. Wow. Don't sit, Yoshida, if it's drizzling. I was going to say, you should have yeah. signed with Seattle, but they, they'd cover the field. I mean, if they're Ar- soft up there. If Arise is from right, a rainy part they're of soft in Seattle. Go nuts, Willie or Abreu. Good. He had a great debut last year. Sedane Raffaella, am I saying that right? Give hmm. me, I, give me the next generation of Red Sox because this this current back to back last place finishes and that's what it's looking like again. Hey, sometimes that's where the best stories come from. But also, new regime, we were given Heim time. I don't know, man. I found something interesting with Yoshida. There's something <laughs> that's the exact opposite of what I thought. It's not rain. Okay, fine. Like, that's probably a little bit more interesting. Uh, so when guys, when American guys go over to either Korea or Japan to play, uh, and then they come back, the thing they always say is, I learned how to hit off speed. Like, they learn how to to manipulate your body, you know, to be ready for the fastball, but still locked in for off-speed pitches. And and they come back, and they're, they're better because of it. Um, Yoshida last year, you'd think, hey, man, that's one thing that those guys they come over to America uh, to America and say, "Hey, everyone throws hard over here. The velo's, the velo's different. It's all we, it's all velo. And, and in Japan and Korea, you get some guys that throw really hard, but then I think the league average is probably lower than it is in, in Major League Baseball. Yoshida actually crushed four seam fastballs last year, and then everything else, all the Aussie pitches, he had trouble with. That's shocking to me. I thought it would one hundred percent be the opposite. He had nine positive run value against four seam fastballs. How about this? Negative seven against cutters did not like that ball tightening mm. on his hands. Mm. So that's, I'm interested about the adjustment he'll make to be able to combat that. Yeah, Typically, pick- that means you gotta you gotta really get rid of all of your excess movement, and you know get ready. I guess a little bit earlier. I know that's counterproductive, uh, but like you got to be able to see the pitch. He's not seeing the pitch. He's on time for the fastball and everything else. He's not seeing. Yeah, he actually not a fastballs nine or pitches ninety five miles per hour plus. He only had a uh, six point seven whiff percentage, so he did fare well against Velo. 
All right. Seemed like you had one more. Did you have one more weather type? No, deal? no, no. I'll save it for. The He's going to save it for after the over under. Uh, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook, and they are giving you a no sweat bonus bet. Hell yeah! Fun to say, if anything else. Uh, up to a thousand dollars, minimum five dollar deposit when you sign up using promo code Talk and use that. The NBA season is rolling. Go check it out. They've got their daily fantasy at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code Talk and get a no sweat bet. That's promo code Talk and only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. What's the uh, What's the OU here? Under. What is it? 80 and a half, the same as the Detroit Tigers, who we just did. I think they can do that. It's a good line, but I got to go under. I need the Yankees to win. This is a, mm. this is a biased uh, Yankee fan pick. And also, I think, somewhat honest. They were, they were under last year, right? They were under last and year. And I don't necessarily think they got better. Jet, you go second. Oh. Um, yeah. Parts in, parts out, division, and I like what I don't I don't know what this team is going for. Um, hey, I said that last year on the P, on the TPP. I said planless, and the Twitter people responded every single day. Oh, we're planless, and then they fired their GM. And I like said I said that plans. a year and a half ago, and yeah. you guys got mad at me. It was one of our first mm-hmm. ever because we were giving Heim time, and that was the mistake. So yeah. uh, I still don't think they have the plan laid out. I hope next year we're talking about, uh, you know, Rafaela and they call up some of the future. But let, let's be honest. I think around the deadline, this team's got to be a seller, right? Um, maybe I'll eat those words. Come get me, Boston. I'm bias, going under. Bias much. Bias much. This is going to be tough. This is going to be t- a tough graphic for us to put out if we ever do put it out because I'm also going in the under. I tried to convince myself to take the over. I do like them offensively somewhat. I just don't think it happens for them. And I, and I also do think, yeah, I think they end up selling some pieces. So I got them right under, you know, upper 70s. New sound effect when we all take the under. Toilet noise. What was it? It's a toilet flushing. Ah. Who do you have them beating First in the division? That's what I'm saying. I want I want them to have the storyline, like I said, like, oh, nobody believed in us. And here we are. That's our first, all, that's our know, first just, all under. I don't know. Sorry, no, no, no. The uh, A's as well. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Yoshida in the rain. Just look out for that. Subscribe. Yeah. I like Fenway Parks, my favorite park to play at. I like Fenway too. I forget. Did you go Big Wall in Wakefield? Big Wall in left field? Yeah. Off Tim Wakefield. They should retire his number this year. They, they definitely should. Bye-bye.